Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's version of On the Spot. I'm here with John Paul Hampstead, our Director of Passport Research. JP, welcome back. Hey, glad to be back, Zach. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, so, of course, on the show, we talk about uh, what's happening in the freight market this week. You know, JP, of course, specializes in, uh, you know, talking to, seeing what's going on anecdotally out there in the brokerage world. Uh, fantastic journalist. And, uh, you know, we've had some interesting developments here over the last several weeks. Uh, we, we had Memorial Memorial Day this past week. Yeah. <laughs> Memorial Day, which is traditionally a very tight time of year. Like this is kind of the kickoff of the traditional peak season that we see in June every year. You know, tender rejection rates, you know, spot rates, all that starts to climb significantly. With the coronavirus, the COVID-19 outbreak, we really haven't, we're not really sure what to anticipate uh, this year. We actually thought we would see a muted peak season. However, we are seeing volumes continue their, their, their rise, even though we did have Memorial Day off, uh, but we are, we are still seeing a, a lot of volume growth in the market. What are, you, what are you hearing out there, JP? Yeah, we're seeing good volume growth, and I think um, what's really important is that the industrial base is starting to turn back on in the country. So, I mean, not only have we seen, like, strong volume recoveries out of important markets like L.A., for example, but also, like, in the Rust Belt. So, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo are all back at sort of normal volumes year over year, um, which I think is, you know, obviously a really positive sign. Um in certain markets, capacity has been tight enough to actually create an inflationary environment for, um, for, for spot rates. So in the Los Angeles, um, rejections were over 7%. That drove, that was, we're seeing double-digit percentage increases in the truckstop.com spot rates from L.A. to Dallas week on a week for mul multiple weeks in a row. Um, so at that point, um, right now, rates out of LA are actually higher than they were in 2019, um, in May of 2019, which is a weak comparison. You know, May, uh, 2019 was kind of a stagnant, soft year for the spot market. But again, you know, and especially compared to 2018, <laughs> but let's let's stop comparing to 2018. Right. <laughs> can, can, we, can we stop comparing to 2018? Um, so there are, there are places in the country that are, that are doing really well. Um, you know, I've, Whenever I hear brokers uh, complain about the cost of trucks leaving LA, I know that's good for carriers. Um, you know, and especially this time of year, I think I think just the market needed uh, a source of relatively high volumes, relatively high rates to mm -hmm. kind of go to. Um, you know, just obviously really interested to see how the summer is playing out. Um, my team right now is working on. A whole collection of high-frequency data sets tracking uh, consumer mobility and consumer spending, um, credit card data across different verticals right, and right. geographies. We talked about that a few weeks and stuff ago. Stuff like that, and all of the um, most of the the important freight-intensive categories are moving definitely in the, in the right direction. Um, and we're going to publish that uh, next week. But one of the really interesting things you can see, uh, we're looking at um, cell phone mobility data as a proxy for economic activity. So you can still see in states like California and New York that are still kind of underperforming economically, people aren't really moving around as much. Most of the country is... Um, recovering and you know kind of pressing on the gas pedal I mean um, you know there's we have there's a lot of work to do 
I think the market and the economy is digging out of a pretty deep hole. Right. But like, we're going to see fairly fast progress. It seems like. Yeah, um, you know, we did a, a thing on Freightonomics. Anthony Smith and I did on a you know Wednesday, uh, where we were we took a little bit of a deeper dive into the home improvement and housing sector. And of course, yeah. the housing sector big surprise, huge surprise this week, a positive gain month over month. Uh, right. where they were estimating a, a pretty deep trough, a 20% uh, negative. Yeah, and so, yeah, what I saw was um, April home sales, April sales of new homes were up 1% from March. They were expecting negative 22%, so it went up by 1%. Right. Um, which is really kind of incredible. I, I think it's. I think the 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 point to take away from this, or that I took away from this, is that, you know, a lot of people's expectations are simply to, you know, continue to dig a hole or have this slow recovery pattern, and it's, you know, myself included, but it. A lot of the data is showing us that we are actually kind of bouncing. Like April, the middle of April, for whatever reason, was the, uh, you know, the consummate trough or the yeah. bottom of the market of the economy. Uh, it appears like the worst of the worst <laughs> in terms of activity where everybody was still sheltering at home. But the the amount of freight volume moving in the country right now is indicative of a 2018 pattern, you know, not to break your, <laughs> your role. Yeah, uh, I, I do. You know, I do think that um, large asset based carriers are mm -hmm. still taking, you know, 95 percent of the freight that's centered to them. Right. Yeah, it's um, not resulting in a in a capacity crunch like a 2018 was, right. which was really taken off guard. But the volumes themselves, and again, we are at a much higher capacity situation than we were in 2018. People are more willing to take on this freight. We talked about that earlier in the week with Memorial Day. You know, traditionally being, you see tender rejection rates and spot rates shoot up because everybody takes vacations. Well, that this did not happen this year. Uh, we we saw our tender rejection rate go up to like four and a half percent, which is historically low, right. almost nothing on the spot market in terms of real activity. Uh, but we are starting to see if, if this pattern continues, this June could be surprisingly tight. Right. It's been a steady grind upward. And there are a lot of reasons to expect tightness. Um, later on in the year if the recovery continues the, the way it's trending. I mean, you look at everything from, you know, truck orders to failures to um, just the way that uh, even some insurance data that we're working on that we haven't published yet that we're working on um, in partnership with Reliance Partners actually mm -hmm. um, indicates that a huge amount of capacity has been taken out of the market that has has really kind of been hidden, or you know, two that 2019's softness kind of obscured the amount that had been taken out. Um, at some point, the other shoe is going to drop. Um, don't know when. You know, I, I do think that that um, spot markets are probably not as robust as the, as they could be. I think that large asset-based carriers are still taking 95% of the freight. Um, they're not tenor rejections on a national basis are still not high enough to cause across-the-board spot rate inflation. Right. Um, you're not, uh, brokers that are deep in the spot market are telling me that they're not seeing, you know, a lot of spot volume, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, so at some points that, you know, there are certain pockets of tightness, again, you know, Southern California, Central California, different places. Um, 
in the country, you know, isolated pockets of tightness where they might have to pay more for a truck, but they're not seeing shippers, you know, flood the market with spot freight. Now, I was talking to some friends of mine that have, you know, that are in the pricing uh, world, and they were telling me that they have had an inordinate amount of rollouts. And rollouts are, of course, these special projects. They're off-cycle. Uh, they're not contracted uh, bids. They are simply Many special bids. projects uh, that are just pressing out, you know, for a limited time. And so it almost appears like these shippers are trying to potentially, you know, and they, again, these are related to home improvement mainly. Uh, Interesting. They are, uh, you know, it looks like these shippers are probably, you know, you know, they're they're patching. They're not necessarily going all in just yet, but they're have they're seeing this demand cycle kind of out of expectation, where they're going to go ahead and just press forward with these special rollouts and not necessarily you know long term it. You know? I definitely think uh, that trend will continue. Mm-hmm. Um, just of sort of like what do you call them rollouts, mini bids, mini project bids. free. Yep. Um, I think that sh- especially the larger, more sophisticated shippers are increasingly using data to figure to you know um, accurately measure market prices mm-hmm. to take advantage of you know wh- whether they're pulling demand forward because they think prices are going to go up or whether they're just going ahead and um, taking advantage of, of low prices when they can mm-hmm. or of capacity. Um, I just think that that's the way um, more and more freight is going to be priced and, and moved in the market going forward. I, I just think that like the, the annual bid, I think, you know, the annual bid cycles just don't hold up the way they, they, they used to. There's too much risk on both sides. I don't disagree, but these rollouts, again, this is not guaranteed, you know, freight. I mean, it's guaranteed freight volume for the for whoever wins it, but it's it's still not consistent. When you're talking about a two yeah. to three month cycle, again, yeah. that's that's about the size of a normal freight cycle, about three months. Every quarter we have basically a new freight market or a new freight pattern. So it, it could be effective in my opinion. I don't know if it's going to be something that the shippers find to be long-term beneficial. I think at this point in time, we're looking at a situation where, like you said, uh, we, we have shippers very uncertain. You know, we, we heard about the capital expenditure budgets being slashed. You know, we see that pretty consistently. But if demand comes back quicker than anticipated, which you're seeing in some of your credit card data right now. Um, Certainly. Uh, you know, depending on the sectors. You've got the automotive industry coming back online, uh, which, again, looks a lot like what we saw in October, November last year, uh, where you have this initial spike while they get up and running and get going, uh, which again causes disruption to freight networks and freight patterns traditionally in the United States. Yeah, and that's really going to, and the automotive supply chain really runs um, mostly through the middle of the country from Ontario, uh, all the way Canada, down. <laughs> through Mexico. Mexico. Um, but really, you know, through the Midwest and then through, even through like the sort of the Mississippi River area. So you, even states like, you know, Alabama, Mississippi have like a decent amount of auto production. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you, you have all, all, all the plants. You think about like Ohio and places like that of, of, are all involved. Um, so that's that's a really interesting 
corridor for freight that I think a lot of people, when they think about autos, they think about large Rust Belt cities. Um, but it's really, it's really a, a north-south supply chain that goes across three countries. Yeah, and uh, of course we have produce season right now. Uh, running out of California and Florida, uh, yeah. a little bit out of Florida, but mainly California. You have the lettuce, the strawberries, and all the things that come out of California. They're going right now, and that's we've seen inflation on the rates. Yeah, onions well. out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot, a lot of different commodities are being produced right now, and it seems like it's going to be a pretty big harvest in a big it, year for produce. It looks like if it if this holds up, we could have a better produce season in terms of spot market act or spot rate activity uh, than we did in 2019. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I, I wrote about this um, last week, I think, um, in the Passport Research, if you want to check that out. But re, it, it seems increasingly likely that reefer carriers are actually kind of despite the odds set up for a pretty good year. Um, mm-hmm. There are some there are some brutal periods certainly for dry van, you know, coming off of you know basically a, a you know eighteen months of really soft, uh, unfavorable business conditions. But reefer did really well in the coronavirus sort of ramp in March, and then has continued to outperform. It looks like produce is coming on really strong and is actually tied in capacity where produce is being produced. And, and fresh fresh produce is in high demand right now with yeah. everybody going to grocery versus restaurant, even though the restaurants are coming back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, we got a minute left. So what do you think the next you know, sector to wake up would be uh, to watch out for in the market? Um, I think I think retail will be. Um, I think I think that um, people may try to make up for lost time this summer in terms of getting out and going outside. When you look at some of the steepest um, year-over-year declines in spending, and you look at things like apparel, which is down like eighty mm-hmm. percent, right? That has to come back at some point, and that's probably going to see a pretty sharp recovery um, once people feel you know, more confident about spending money on things they don't need. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, good stuff, JP. And thank you for watching as always. Stay tuned to FreightWaves.com for all of our future freight market updates. And, uh, you know, hang on for the ride. It's going to be an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting summer, I think, JP. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have an interesting couple of months in the freight market. And certainly we will be do our best to keep you up to date with all that's happening. Have a great week.